You guessed it, Pressure Points, the two shittiest hosts in the business. I'm Dee, this is AJ, back at it with Season 2 Episode 6, the dirty boxing Jew of Newark. It's going to get spicy tonight, so find us on Instagram, at Points O Pressure. Strap in, let's go. You know, I don't think you're supposed to say dirty Jew anymore. <laughs> I uh, That was somebody else, honestly. I have no idea. Yeah, we, we pay some men in India to film, film to record just the intro. Yeah. That sounds very similar to you. Just so happens that uh, he also goes by D, mm-hmm. so that it sounds way more natural. Yeah, and it's great because we pay him pennies on the dollar versus <laughs> you, which we pay nothing. God, outsourcing is amazing, it's, isn't it? It's great. Works wonders. We should switch to the Philippines, though. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, I mean, I'm down with it. Yeah, so uh, what you got for me today? We got some big stuff that we're working on, which we'll talk about more. We'll tease it out through ooh, the episodes. Ooh, a little tease. But there's a lot of big stuff coming. We got our first sponsorship which you'll hear from later on in the show. Now I finally get to say that shit. Oh god, is it please don't tell me that you're going to block it with music. It's just going to like <laughs> like stupid BBB and then the dumbest shit fucking ad. BBB. Yep. And I'm going to cut it mid-word and just insert it. <laughs> so it just ruins shit. fucking everything. Worst cut ever. I dig it. Um yeah, it's not bad. And then we got some some Valentine's Day talking and ooh. we we got the boxing Jew of Newark. Nice. So, what did you do for Valentine's Day? Or should I explain what I did first? You should. You should. Yeah. What What did you do for Valentine's Day, D? You know, nothing. Nothing crazy. Still had a good time. Had a nice night in with the uh, what identifies as a she. Uh, so that's nice. <laughs> How big was her cock? <laughs> that's none of your business. And enough to get the ladies rolling um <laughs> so yeah just had a nice little night in we avoided the uh the shitty consumer holiday that valentine's day is similar to christmas which can also fuck off i like both these holidays see i enjoy both but i also just hate how like you know me you know how i am with fucking money and with anything white people like anything you hate. oh god consumerism hate capitalism i fucking hate all of it man um, but yeah, like I, I like the holiday. I think that it's a cool day to really recognize somebody that you record with, uh, that, uh, that they, you're, you're like somebody that really matters to you probably, I think. Um, but, but yeah, I like what, what those holidays stand for, especially Jesus, Jeebus crepes, but crepes. <laughs> Jesus is crepes, Nazi Jesus crepes. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not putting that in the tags again. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah. Now the description will show up on Google. We can't we can't put Nazi on the tags because uh, Google blocked us <laughs> on podcasts. They blocked our what was it? What uh, the Christmas the holiday the Christmas special. episode because you said because I, I put Nazi you put Nazi Jesus in yeah there. Nazi Jesus in the oh tags. god here we are again back yeah. at it with the I, fucking uh, Nazi Jesus. Now that we talked about it, I have to put in the tags. <laughs> don't do it, please don't. Do uh, it. we'll see. We're gonna lose our sponsorship. I wish we would go back to like how the Romans did Valentine's Day, where you just basically get to have an orgy, and then you get your sex slave assigned to you for the next year. Okay. In certain parts. I don't the mind Roman that. Empire. We're doing it wrong. Yeah, right? You what just... is this? 
monogamy bullshit. Yeah, fuck that. Uh, babe, if you're listening, I promise I don't mean it. <laughs> uh, same. <laughs> uh, what did you? They're do not for, listening. What they did hate you us. do for Valentine's Day? You I had you know, a pretty similar harsh. I had a pretty similar experience. You know, we just did. I went out with my fiance. Uh, we didn't go to dinner because we knew it would be super busy. We just took a nice little day trip to some ghost towns mm-hmm. and uh, and the silo mm-hmm. from the episode "You Chicken Nugget." What what episode number is episode that? Episode two. AJ, it's episode two. It's episode two. If you're on our Instagram, you'd have seen the pictures that we talk about the silo together yeah. as a podcast couple. I forgot to invite you. You didn't forget to. You just refused to. There's a difference between forget and refuse. You cock. <laughs> well, the original plan wasn't to go to the silo. It was no, just I... to visit some ghost towns. You know, find some mines. We got a brick. From the late 1800s, I think. Oh, I thought you were, like, from the side. I was like, why the fuck didn't you show me this before we no, recorded? No, I didn't bring anything from them. So, oh. it was really weird. When we got there, when we were driving, similar to the original Silo story, if you listen to that, I'll recover parts of it a little bit here. When they, when the Silo first appeared, they always described it as... <laughs> when it first showed up. And yeah. When it made itself known. In the known. experience with Sweet Tea, <laughs> him and his friend were driving around, and... It seemed like the silo just popped out of nowhere. Yeah. And we had the exact same experience. It just kind of showed up. It was like a five-foot hill that we went over, and suddenly it was there. Like, it (laughs) stopped the conversation in the same way. Like, our stomachs dropped. harrowing, like, damn. It was... It was so weird. Huh, I wonder what that's like. I wonder what that feeling is fucking like, huh? You'll never know. I'm not mad. You'll never know, I'm not upset about this. Yeah, you're definitely not. (laughs) We, uh, We pulled in, and immediately... Another truck, like 50 feet down the road, just pulled over and sat there idling the entire time, which was pretty creepy. I took a bunch of pictures. There was a dead crow, and a crow flew out when we pulled up, so that was... Spoopy. Not spoopy at all. Did Alfred Hitchcock write this screenplay? <laughs> yes. He had a silhouette back behind the windows. <laughs> and they, oh, God. Yeah, it was, it was weird. Just weird gut feelings. Always trust your gut. Um, but yeah, it was a great trip. We also shot some guns, something you also wanted to come to the desert and do with me, but, uh, you weren't invited. I just, I just don't know what I did wrong. And I'm trying so hard to make it work. It's because we never keep on our recording (laughs) schedule. We're, yeah, we're both the most unreliable fucking podcast hosts. We should be like two episodes out and I'm recording this six hours before before it gets posted. (laughs) Uh, we're just trying to do the most current events for yeah. you, our fans. This is the most up-to-date podcast we've ever done. That is a good point. We are hours out. We are six hours uh, away from ugh, release, That makes me baby. stressed. Don't talk about that. <laughs> six hours. Less than six hours, actually. Uh, I gotta edit this. <laughs> All right, so let's get into it. Well... No? No, more importantly, um, I know that... Uh, Back when we recorded this the first two times. Oh, yeah. This is the third time we're This is the third fucking cut that we've had to do this. Microsoft does not want us to do this. And we're staring at the line to make sure it doesn't Microsoft, Skype, and fucking uh, Xfinity all just want us to fail. Microsoft kicked an update when we were trying to fucking record this. And both of our computers froze at the same time. We're like, like, AJ calls me and he's all... um, I think my internet dropped. It's like my computer froze. He goes, oh my God, mine just froze too. It's like, 
Why? Why the fuck? Why? And that at that Working point we had already updates. recorded what seven minutes? It was thirteen. Oh, that was thirteen. Yeah. Was Prior 13. to that, your internet kicked out, mm-hmm. and then Skype was all fucky with my mic, and then uh yeah, earlier not even fucking ten minutes ago, uh, AJ's computer took a shit on us. So I'm not angry that I've had to do the intro three fucking times, and I've had to make the same joke on it three <laughs> fucking times. But if you caught it, just know I did it for you. I like that you pointed towards the computer screen. <laughs> I pointed the fucking recording for you. For you recording. Like, I have a good computer. I have a great computer. I don't know what's gotten into it. I think we're I being suppressed by the same people who are putting quiet. the chemicals in the water that are turning the frogs gay. Well, Alex Jones would certainly dislike the things we're talking about. Um, yeah, yeah. But so would the government because of their whole lead shit from a couple episodes ago. Oh, yeah, um, the lead. So... As I was saying, we have a lot of big things that are going to be rolling out, so keep an eye out. We're going to be posting links, like uh, AJ said, we have a sponsor, so that's kind of a big fucking deal. Link um, in the bio! Link in the bio! Actually, it's in the description, not the bio. In the description, yeah, not in the bio. There's Don't, not a bio We're not going to put it in our fucking in bio on Instagram. Um, yeah, we're just going to be rolling out some new things, keep an eye out, and as usual, always feel free to reach out. Um, we'll probably be doing a couple more giveaways here in a little bit as well. So yeah, if I definitely get a couple keep tuning, tuning in. Tuming. Keep tumoring in. Tumor in. Tumor on Tumeric. Guys. Uh, yeah, so back to those those boxing, fighting, uh, <clears throat> underground ring Jews. I love that you've heard the just the introduction to this. I don't know anything and about it. And you still this know is, nothing about this it. This is the third take, and I still don't know anything about it other than his real name, which I turned my phone off so I can't get access oh, to it. Oh, thank God. So you don't know it? No. Oh, I, I thought don't. you were going to make me look like an idiot. No. <laughs> so so the, the person that we're going to be covering the story in this, his name is Nat Arno, but that's his boxing name. His... His real name was so Jewish. It's just like how that... I go by D, but my real name is Maurice. Yeah, exactly. Ah, shit. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. God damn it. Now Cut the feed. Everyone... Cut the feed. Cut the fucking feed. <laughs> yeah, so. Cut, take four. Here we go. <laughs> yeah, let's. Oh, God. Oh. I'm not even going to edit this. I'm just going to yeah. let this go. <laughs> just drop it out there. Fuck it all. Um. So, yeah, Nat Arno. He was born around 1910, and, you know, great time to be alive. By the time you're in your, just before you're 10 years old, you got World War II destroying the planet. <laughs> or World like, War I, sorry. I was going to say, I. I was like, World War I, you're 10 years old. World War II, you're probably having a fight in. And then Korean War kicks in, but he's Jewish, so he probably didn't have to go. His parents oh. bought him out of it. Yeah, definitely not. He had bone spurs. <laughs> 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 So, he, there's not a lot to do in Newark, New Jersey, in the, you know, post-World War I, 1910s. So, you know, what you do, the only thing you really have to do is beat the shit out of people. That's well, what he spent a large amount of his childhood doing. That, and I'd imagine joining, like, mobs, or screaming at your wife. That's another thing that I Too know Too young that for they a did. wife, but yes, <laughs> and the mobs come soon. Oh, plays okay. a large role. Hey, just in this like story. me, I come soon. 
Wait, I know you. No, wait, babe. I know you're listening to this, and I'm sorry about Valentine's Day. I swear it, it never was the happens. Best three minutes of her life. I swear this never happens. Please take me back. No, if no, you're listening, she which said I it was the best aren't. three minutes. That's all. How long it takes for her? She's different. Wait a minute. Is that why the screen? Was I on Facetime? Is that why you've been <laughs> looking at me weird this whole time? Yeah, it's good. I've seen it's you elevator eyes. I've man. never seen a grown man with a dick that looks like a baby's. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. oh god, I, it's a genetic disorder. Okay, okay it's sure. a disease. Sure. Let me look at your dad's dick. <laughs> Text your dad right now. No, but here, let me find the photo of it on my phone. No, this oh, yeah, is my uncle. Fuck. Ah. <laughs> All right. Oh, oh, we keep getting sidetracked. <laughs> Shit. This is gonna be one of those episodes. So Nat Arno just would always be getting in trouble in school, beating the shit out of people. A lot of times he would be defending his younger sister or generally any woman, any Good young woman. Him. He would just beat the shit out of dudes and like... Wait, because he was defending the girls or yeah. he would just beat the shit out of dudes? And Both. then after it was done, he was like, hey, was he ever rude to you? And they're like... <laughs> Yeah, you know, a couple of years ago in like fourth grade, he was a cocksucker. And he's like, I did this for you. And they're like, oh my God, Nat, let me suck your dick. A little bit of both. What like, a king. Yeah, no, he, he knew his shit. You, you'll figure this out. A fucking he, guy. Basically, his parents would yell at him constantly because every single day the teacher would call or they'd send a note that said, Nat Arno was beating the shit out of somebody again. Like, you got to fix this. You're a good Jewish family in the poor part of Newark. You gotta fix this it's shit. about damn time you smack your kid around, yeah. get it together. So, at the age of 14, he started amateur boxing. Okay. Like, legitimate, as legit amateur boxing can be, where they had a ring, they would fight, people would bet, uh, wouldn't make any money doing this, but it let him get a lot of that, that teenage angst out. Huh, interesting. It's almost like we do the same thing, but we're not getting out teenage angst. We're just finding a source for fucking coping it's a coping mechanism it is. it's totally a coping we're not mechanism. getting paid yeah we're just <laughs> miserable yeah we're just it's miserable. not even a coping mechanism yeah, it doesn't i don't work even for enjoy shit. my time with you <laughs> that's not true you know it i'm half chub so he was amateur for a year and then he decided i'm gonna go pro at 15 people were totally willing to like sponsor him to go pro at the age of 15. He didn't want his parents to find out. So I said, oh, I'll go by Nat Arno. My parents will never find this out. <laughs> Until your friends start calling you Nat. Yeah, exactly. Like, Why do they call you that? But Google didn't exist. So, I, I mean, you're going to get away with it. I mean, all they would have to do was walk around the corner. And they'd find the boxing ring. Honey. And then they'd find a these, poster with his face on Do these posters look like our son? No, his name isn't Nat, babe. <laughs> That's not our fucking You're son. You're an idiot. Go How get me another cigar while I smack you on top of the head. <laughs> God, the 1910s were a great oh, fucking time. Beautiful. Let's see. So if he was born... This is a early 1920s, which is even better. You get all the alcohol and all the money and the all the loans that the bank should have been not given even, out. It's not even that the alcohol is like, oh, you get alcohol now. It's that the alcohol is fucking back. Like, no, no, not yet. This is pre. I thought you said nineteen twenty. Yeah, prohibition was in. Oh, when did it end? I have it written down oh, here somewhere. Man. But he came back. In this was during prohibition. Okay. Well, regardless, my thoughts on prohibition are as soon as that shit was legal. It's like weed is now in in certain states. It's just like everybody's like, yo, 
<laughs> so when when alcohol comes back, everybody is just fucking thrilled. They're like, oh, now I can enjoy moonshine. Now I can drink gasoline legally. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Yeah, get that lead. <laughs> so he, he's 15. His parents get pissed off. So as an angsty teen, he does what anybody else would do. And that's hitch a ride down to Florida without leaving a note. Down to the Keys. That's the best place to go fight. He, did he take cocaine with him? I'm sure he did. No, I don't know. Was this pre, pre-mob? pre Because if this was post-join. Post, okay. I hey, I don't know was... about that yet. That's spoilers. Oh, I haven't fuck. said anything you about You hadn't told yet. me about it before. You just, I, I mentioned I mob. Um, but yeah, post, post-mob. That son of a bitch would have cocaine. I know it's only like 1920, but that shit. Oh yeah, cocaine was everywhere. Yeah, it would be everywhere. It was in, well, I guess he wouldn't really have to smuggle it. He'd just have to take Coca-Cola down to put Yeah, exactly. He'd just go to the, the CVS. <laughs> yeah, the local CVS. Do you think their receipts were just as long back then? Yeah, but they had to write them out, so it took like 15 <laughs> minutes. Everybody always has fucking hand cramps. Yeah. When cold season started, they were fucking miserable. They're like, oh my God, I had to write 9,000 receipts today. <laughs> and their hand is just fucking pulsing. Just, just clawed. <laughs> oh, um, so... His sister actually spoke about this. He was gone for about a year, and his sister always talked about how his mother would just be up every night crying for weeks, not knowing if her son was just dead in a gutter somewhere. God, what a baby. Yeah. Oh, what? you oh. miss your son? Oh, you're so sad. Baby gonna cry. Just pop out another baby. God. Yeah, just make another one. It's the 20s. People are fine with it. Her you Jewish got... husband would not put yeah. out. You yeah. know that. Like... Unless they were fresh scallops. <laughs> okay. I don't think we can make fun of Jews on podcasts. Uh, I think yeah, we can I'll make really... fun of her being a woman, unfortunately. I'm pulling but... I'm pulling big mouth references. Oh, okay. That's so okay. point your anger towards them. I have nothing against Jews. Yeah, blame Nick Kroll Just for scallops. all this. <laughs> scallops. The scallops. All right, so he, he did eventually come back. He had 42 fights under his belt, and he won most of them. Like he, Good for him. He was really, really good at what he did. He always had this issue where he was never, like, 100% the best. And that kind of plays a role later on in his life. But when he came back, he was 16, which means he was a man, and he needed to make some money. You think of any 16-year-old now, and you're just like, you're not a fucking man. Mm -mm. But then, I feel like everyone back then was on dog years. Like, or at least an equivalent. They're like, yeah, I was was 14 years old, and I met the woman of my dreams. We got married at 15. You're like, now, yeah, I met somebody at, like... 27 and we'll probably never get married and i work part-time at a little caesar's and you're like dude get it the fuck together but yeah, well different it's a different time, time a, you know it was a simpler time no no i think the the real difference is you can find a lot of information on this theory online but the real difference is they had these coming of age rituals and in the modern day we don't it was also Christian America. Well, yeah, that too. So everybody's like, I'm not going to have premarital premarital Jesus, yeah, premarital sex. <laughs> premarital sex. But now it's just like, oh yeah, I'm 12 and I'm a virgin. What the fuck is wrong with me? Yeah, jeez. God, what are you get fucking Get me my mango virgin? jewel. Give me my mango jewel. I need to get laid. <laughs> I need to get laid with a fifth grader. Like, okay, that one's gonna be taken out of context. Oh yeah, do not, kid, don't yeah. finish that sentence. Yep. All right, uh, back to it. Back to All it. Right. Um, so he came back. He needed to get a job, and he was a great fighter. So he applied his skills in the most succinct way possible. He joined the Jewish mafia. 
money. I fucking knew it. I called it. You've listened to the... I've heard this fact about seven times. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't really know it. it. So the, there was a dude named Abner Zwillman, which is a very Jewish name. Abner Zwillman. His nickname was Longy. Uh, so I don't know if he's packing some schmeat or not. But <laughs> Longy? Longy oh my was God. his nickname. He was known as the Jewish Al Capone in Newark. He was the boss. The, the dude up top. boyo. He uh, basically saw Nat Arno and said, you're ripped. Come be an enforcer for me. I mean, he's probably seen him beat the shit out of 42 men and win every time. I mean... He probably wasn't, like, I'd, I'd assume Nat isn't getting great money. So you're just like, hey, look, I'll pay you a little bit more than what you're making now. And you still get to beat the shit out of people. And, I mean, if I were Nat, I'd be like, hell yeah. Yeah, why not? And I've got the mob, like, covering my shit. Dope. Exactly. He, uh, actually, his woman was an ex-boxer as well when he was young in the late 1800s. Oh, God. So there was this kind of kindred, like... Kindred spirit. ...type thing. He, uh, Zwillman started off super poor and really had the, he was the good old American success story. Start off poor, work your way up, screw everybody beneath you. Not literally, figuratively. (laughs) In fact. That's why he's called Longy though. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) He, so Nat Arno, when he returned, bootlegging was the shit. That's Prohibition was in full swing. There were more speakeasies per square mile in Newark than there were in Manhattan. See, I told you, man. Like, they legalize alcohol and everyone's all, oh, this is my fucking jam now. Because, I I mean, they didn't know that alcoholism was a fucking thing. It's still illegal. God At this point, it's still illegal. I'm just fucking this up. I'm just going to, every time you mention. illegal consumption. I don't know these things. I didn't didn't do the research on this episode. You did. You got to teach me these things. Bootlegging is when you move alcohol illegally. I'm just excited about talking about fucking prohibition. Okay. Perfect. All right. Right. I just want, I'm projecting because I want weed weed to be legalized. Ah, Okay. That's fair. I I can't wait until methamphetamine is is decriminalized. It's going to be great. It'll be great. Well, I mean, it kind of is. Adderall. Slightly. Just burn it. (laughs) So the, uh. 40% 40% of illegal, illegal. Why the fuck did I say it like that? It's because I'm fucking up on this prohibition thing. You've got to fuck up. 40% of illegal alcohol passed through Zwillman's network. Ooh. That's a fuckload of alcohol. Just to give you an idea of like how much money he was bringing in. He owned all the ports in the area. He owned all the cops. He had contacts. He had congressmen contacts. This sounds like a this Scorsese movie. Yeah. Fuck. This dude knew his shit. So he joined up. As an enforcer, Nat Arno would basically escort the alcohol shipments. He would be in the passenger seat. He would have a revolver and a baseball bat with, like, a rubber band across the top. (laughs) And, like, he was basically the bear Jew. Oh, hell yeah. That's exactly who he was. When he was younger, he had the pants with the suspenders and the shirt tucked in. And then when he was on display going out... He would do the have a signature three piece suit and a fat cigar in his mouth. Hell yes. He knew his shit. Fucking boss man. Man, we've oh, I have like eighteen pages of notes and we're already at twenty minutes. Well Alright, I'll get through this. Don't you worry. I believe in us. I'll stop interrupting you about prohibition. So for the next five years, he worked as a boxer and an enforcer. And okay. he kinda left boxing in nineteen thirty two. 
because he never really he he knew he wouldn't be able to be the number one boxer i was like eh i'll just go work for the mob full time that's better options when i felt like you would make more at that point oh yeah he, he was he was making pretty good money he quickly rose through the ranks he was he he was on a first name basis would, with Zwillman. Would you say he fought his way to the top? Yes, I will. He yes. fought his way to the top. Truly magical. This is all I wanted. So that's the end of our episode. Yeah. See you guys. <laughs> like favorites to shrivel. <laughs> like favorites. So on, um, I wrote it out in numbers because I'm dumb. I gotta think about it in my brain. In April seventeenth, nineteen thirty-three. We'll cut that part out. Of no, time. no, we won't. <laughs> no, we won't. The uh, group popped up in newark called the friends of new germany uh-oh they held this their first meeting good. so as a as a little bit of a background beginning in the mid-1920s anti-semitic fascist groups began to pop up across the u.s something u.s history never covers is that there was a huge rise in what's basically modern day nazism across the united states once Hitler started to gain traction in, you know, the early 30s, these these groups exploded. So this group sh- held its first meeting. Only 100 people showed up. But it, it you know, it, was, it wasn't the first and it wasn't the last of any I mean, of these Nazi fascist groups. But I mean, even 100 people, like, the very first one is 100 people. 100 people. That's pretty good. That's more than we have on any of our episodes. No, we actually have millions. Oh, we're way yeah. up there, and if we reach out to you and talk to you, you're kind of a big deal because we're so fucking famous. Super famous. A hundred people? That ain't shit. Nazis. <laughs> yeah, fuck you, Nazis. Actually, that's the nicest thing I've ever said. That is. These. Good for you. You're making progress. I'm going to tell your therapist at oh, our next you. meeting. We go to couples therapy. <laughs> it's no, cheaper. you go to your therapist, and then I go to your therapist. <laughs> After. And we, we gossip about you. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> So they, they actually set up like a permanent office and just started printing anti-Semitic propaganda and they dump it in like the poor parts of town, the poor Jewish parts of town. <laughs> a and bunch just, of dickholes. Yeah, they were just total assholes. And so the Great Depression destroyed basically all of the industry in Newark and it hit the German immigrant group harder than most. And that caused an increase to the attendance of the, the Friends of New Germany and to all the different anti-Semitic groups. And the amount of, you know, anti self-proclaimed anti-Semitics exploded because they basically blamed the Great Depression on Jewish people. Wait a minute. How, why would they do something like that? <laughs> We're not going to get into this. <laughs> and, yeah. You, you really mean to tell me that a group of people didn't like the Jews back in 1940s. Weird. This is, 30s. Uh, this is no. I'm I'm fact checking you right now. Facebook, get over here. <laughs> yeah, Facebook <laughs> fact check. Then we should have a segment called Facebook, Facebook fact checks. We'll I don't just have read, a Facebook. We're just but... gonna read Onion articles the whole time. <laughs> no, people's responses to the Onion articles when they think it's real. That's my favorite shit. Oh, if you're interested in finding things like that, go on to Reddit. It's a subreddit, Ate the Onion, and it's fucking priceless. Ate the Onion. I'm actually going to It's a, it's a real thing, that. and I love it. Oh, beautiful. So, back to the Great Depression. They, you know, because these, the friends, I'm just going to call them the friends now, because that's easier than saying friends of New Germany. Let's call them your fuck. friends. So your friends got a uniform that was very similar to the working party in Nazi Germany, you know, the brown uniforms. Um, 
and they would have hundreds of people now in uniform attending these rallies and events in public spaces. And they were all doing them legitly. They would go to the city and say, hey, we want to have a parade. Here's $5. And they'd say, okay, here's your permit. Oh, God. Did you know? Now, I know that this is another off-topic thing, and I'm just extending your your episode to hours long. (laughs) But did you know that there were Mormon preachers that uh, spoke at some of these rallies? Do you know about that? I've heard something about that, but I, yeah. I wouldn't say I'm familiar, not in any way. I know a little bit about it, and I'll post a picture when this comes out. That'll be good. Yeah. I'll post a picture and a little a little factoid. Now continuing. Okay. Yeah, thank you for the permission. Yeah. So the city itself couldn't stop it, even though some of the high-ranking members were Jewish, and then the other people were like, eh, we don't really like this. We're looking at the way Nazi Germany is going, and we don't really like this, but we can't stop them. And in fact, uh, Zwilman went to the city and said, hey, I own all of you. You got to put a stop to this. And said, First Amendment, we can't. They're doing it legitimately. They're getting the the paperwork all in order. We can't do anything. So luckily you have Zwilman, a dude who does not give a shit about the law. And has a like 42-0 boxer in his fucking corner. Yeah. So he actually approached Nat Arno. And some of his other enforcers. And they raided a meeting house. Hell yeah. It was great. It was, I'm trying to, I got to remember the numbers. I think it was like 16 of these mob enforcers. They had lead pipes with newspapers wrapped around the end. And brass knuckles. And stink bombs tied to bricks. Oh my god. So what they did is Nat Arno took, I think it was about 10 people, out the back door, like in the alleyway behind the meeting hall. And the other people went kind of off to the side and threw the the bricks into the building. And that made all the Nazis come out through the back. And the second they came around the corner, they were just, they just got the shit beat out of them. Damn. They beat up over a hundred Nazis. Oh hospitalized three of them to unconsciousness. Like, doing, bad Doing enough. God's work. The rest of the people were severely injured, but didn't want to be seen. So they, they like, <laughs> hid. And then the enforcers just like dissolved into the crowd they Hell just yeah. disappeared because they knew their shit they were street smart this feels like a scene from inglorious bastards yeah it does it's <laughs> inglorious bastards mixed with the riot from oh what's that the watchman oh yeah they just yeah. beat the living shit out of these people oh that's so great oh it was it was so great that's how this book that i'm basing this off of which i meant to mention it's a uh, called the Minutemen by greg donahue find it out i bought it for like four dollars great investment yeah they beat the shit out of these people and the (laughs) immediately the friends put out a media campaign and like said oh we won't go down quietly these were just some street hoodlums who can't really change anything and didn't really cause that much damage just beat the shit out of 100 people just you know fucked up one of our rallies yeah exactly and 16 days later they had another uh rally this one, the enforcers got a couple more people into it, were even <laughs> smarter about it. They put up ladders. So uh, this place where the meeting, the rally was being held was in an office building. And then in the back, it was a walled off like courtyard. Mm-hmm. So they put ladders over the walls to see over into the courtyard. They had 800 people attending this rally. Oh my God. And he, 
you know, he remembers, he recalls overhearing just tons of propaganda and like, it was those damn dirty Jews who beat us up in the last one. We're not going to, you know, we're going to show them. Meanwhile, they're sitting behind, you know, a brick wall and a chain <laughs> Just fence. like, you fucking and he, idiots. Ooh, yeah, he's getting pissed. They actually had police patrolling around the building and the Nat Arno's group had other gangsters just causing trouble, like slashing tires. Oh, just or to like... like keep them throwing trash on the cops to distract them so that other (laughs) gangsters would like run in behind them and just cause trouble and uh a crowd started to form because they're like i want to see these people get beat up you know this you don't have i would like to see a nazi get punched in the fucking face this is pre-youtube fights yeah exactly pre-live leak yeah pre-live leak so people were kind of people were getting antsy People were getting, they knew something was going to happen. The police were worried that there was going to be a, like a riot. And they, you know, what do you do? You got gangsters throwing shit. They were hiding the pipes in their pant leg. So the cops would be like, let me search you. And back in the day, it was just, you lift up your jacket and you're done. Like, oh, they he's not trying to hands. sell illegal watches. Let's let him go, bro. <laughs> he's good. <laughs> so they threw rocks through the windows, threw a bunch of stink bombs and smoke bombs and things like that in there. And the Nazis all panicked and booked it out, but they were caught in the protesting group. Not the gangsters, but the the civilians started their own, like, protest against this group. <laughs> so they got caught in with the protesters, and then the gangsters were within the protesters and just started, like, in the crowd, shoving a pole in your gut, oh, beating God. the shit out of you. Any Nazi who ran, and like, who you. tried to get out of the group, would get chased down. And, beaten, and beat the shit out damn, of him. Damn, hell yeah. So like, this was street way, justice. This is so that it looks like it was just the protest group that was doing it, not the... Okay, yep. I see you. In fact, the leader of the group was beaten and then arrested. <laughs> beaten by the by the gangsters and then arrested because yeah. Zwilman owned the cops. So he... They, God damn they arrested the, the leader for being... Uh, for inciting a riot. <laughs> Even though they threw the pipe bomb or the smoke bombs in. Oh, it was great. (laughs) In fact, the leader, after they were released, they fled to Germany and was charged in Germany as an American spy because Hitler didn't like him. (laughs) Like he basically left his entire family and life to join the Nazi party and the Nazi party stomped on him. They're just like, yeah, we're glad you're here, but we're not. Fuck you, dude. So the... No one wants you. Yeah. Jesus. This point, the because of the arrest, the police actually did begin to investigate some of the meeting halls and homes of known known members. They found bomb making supplies in one person's shed. They found plans to blow up bridges around Newark, and so like like full on terrorist group type stuff. But they didn't have any concrete evidence because. <laughs> No, this is just they my suck. fictional writing. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, no. yeah. Oh, my God. They The only reason they think the bomb-making um, setup was part of the Nazi group was someone left a ledger of all the members. Oh, gee. And yet, that's somehow, that's not enough funny. evidence. And they couldn't really catch the guy in charge because he was in Germany. You can just tell this is pre-9-11. Like, not because of the year, but if you told but, me all yeah. that, you're like, oh, yeah, this is well before there was any terrorist attacks. Like, God damn it. Yeah, so at this point... Prohibition ends. People are drinking. Oh, yeah. This is my shit. Turn up. Nat Arno gets fired. 
Oh, man. Because there's nothing to enforce. Well, here's the thing. At least he's got something to cope with. Yeah, he's good. <laughs> he, yeah, a lot of the other enforcers who he worked with just became, like, paid killers. Yeah. He was, eh, not really about that. He wasn't a cold, hard killer. He would beat the shit out of you, but he won't kill you. I feel like he would be a good, like, loan collector. Yeah. Oh. Like, he gets into that. Okay. Later. He, he finds his calling. <laughs> he finds his niche. Yeah, at this point in his life, he really just would kind of protect people who were in dangerous parts of town. He would walk people to school. He would walk women along, you know, dangerous alleyways what a and guy. things like that. He, he honestly, at this point in his life, he was basically Robin Hood. So he's like, I imagine he's like, I'm not making a living. So he walks some old lady across the block and he's like, $5. And she's like... Sandy, I'm not paying you for this. And then he just beats the shit out of her and takes her money. <laughs> no, 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 not but yet. But he's way better than that. He still has booze money. He's oh, living yeah. off his booze money. He's got oh, tons yeah. of money. And this was all in one year, by the way. This Jesus The rallies Christ. and things like that. Now it's 1934, and the friends of New Germany kind of, they start to meet again. They get new leaders, new, new people in there. Zwilman's pissed. Mm-hmm. And approaches Arno and says, "Hey, you want a job, bitch?" <laughs> and Matt Arno says, a "Yes, sir." Quote. Was that a direct quote? Let's just say it was a direct quote yeah. for your sake. <laughs> Nat Arno, you are going to be in charge of a group to take care of this Friends of New Germany. We're going to put together this group. You're not going to be paid for it, but I will pay for paying off the cops. I will give you my list of contacts in the government. If there are any, like, fines or anything like that that any of your members get, like, parking your car wrong, I don't really fucking know, um, I will pay for it. If anybody gets sent to the hospital, I will pay for it fully. Oh, hell yeah. So, like, this is a this is a pretty good deal. Zwilman was extremely protective of his culture and his people. And he, at this point in his career, couldn't take the publicity of being in charge of this, you know, anti-Nazi group. He was kind of under some hot water with the whole, uh, with the whole prohibition thing. So he was taking it easy. So Nat Arno said, hell yeah, let's do this. So he created a group. fuck up these Nazis, man. Exactly. He created a group called the Minutemen. The entire idea was, let's just recruit as many people as we can across the city so that if a rally goes down, we can have people on the ground in minutes. Yeah, just have like an army of them. Yeah, just... Boom, we're in, we're good. They try to run away, we've got people down the block. We're everywhere kind of thing. Ready in a moment's notice, similar to... city of Jews, have you? (laughs) Definitely. Newark. Auschwitz. Wait, no. Fuck. (laughs) Shit. This was before they knew about that. This is a good point. I feel like if they knew about that, it would be way worse. It wouldn't just be, oh, let's beat the shit out of them. It's like, now we're planning on making bombs and blowing up (laughs) fucking buildings. Nah, they... Interesting thing, not a single one of these Minutemen ended up dying. Hell yeah. Like, it, it was it was really just the etiquette of fighting back in the day was crazy. <laughs> so they, it was initially, Nat Arno just went to his ex-boxer friends. Not ex-boxer, but like, boxers, people who used to box. I fucking hate you. I hate you so much for He approached that. young factory workers, shop owners. They had 2,000 people at its peak. Oh my god. So this this was a huge group. And the uh, it was completely funded by donations and membership fees. Quote unquote. <laughs> Tithing. 
He did get caught one time. There was a laundromat that he wanted to join in the Minutemen as a financial supporter, but he didn't have any money. But he walked in and said, it's $5 to join the Minutemen. If you want your business protected by the Minutemen, it's $5. The guy gave him $3 and he punched him in the face and then the guy gave him $5. <laughs> now five more because you hurt my fist with your fucking face. <laughs> exactly. He he kind of, yeah, He it's called strong-armed fundraising. <laughs> So that's what, what I, that's what I should have done in elementary school when they were like, "Hey, sell sell these fucking cookies." Yeah. I should have done fun, I should have done strong arm fundraising. You should have gone to a to a laundromat and beat the shit out of somebody. Yeah, nobody wants to get beat up by eight year old Jake. He was a pussy. Yeah, they're sharp. Still is. <laughs> they uh, something that I really liked about this group, something that was so smart from Nat Arno was they would go to different alleyways and stash weapons. So if the police cordoned off the area and oh, did in-depth searches, they could they just have them, yes. have them stashed oh, inside the event yeah. weeks ahead. Oh my god, dude. Because for a while, there's, the Friends group would advertise their rallies well in advance, like in the newspaper. And then they became, <laughs> because they kept getting the shit beat out of them, they like would hide them. And then they would have to go and find them and use like the street rat communication to try to figure out where these groups like, were. If you're dumb enough... To be preaching hate speech, and you're announcing those hate speeches weeks in advance, and we're like, we're gonna be on the corner of South and Main. It's like you deserve to get your fucking ass oh, yeah. kicked. Definitely. Not only because it's hate speech, but because you're a fucking idiot. God damn. So at this point, the group was starting to gain more and more support. The Nazi group, the Friends group. Oh, okay. And they they actually prevented. The Jewish members of the local politics from being allowed on the ballots. What? Like they prevented them. They made them all drop out and prevented oh them from being God. printed on the ballots. Like so, they they viewed this as a huge success. So they put together a march. Oh no! And they hired a bunch of actual Nazi guards to protect them from the Minutemen because they up to this point it's it was very small groups would just. Beat the shit. They're like, here's a little party. We know they're oh, they're yeah. all Nazis. Let's they, beat the shit like, out of them. It was small groups. At we'll, this point. we'll beat up like twenty people, kind of thing. If that, yeah. <clears throat> so of course the Minutemen disrupted the march. It was a huge event, and they had police blocking and cordoning and patrolling. They had the um, just the civilians who were like, I want to see what happens. They had the a civilian group of protesters. And then they had the Minutemen spread throughout all of them. Oh, God. And a lot of the cops were willing to turn a blind eye if they knew it was Minutemen. If they recognized <laughs> Nat Arno, they would walk away. They're just like, oh, my eyes are closed by accident. Whoops. I was <laughs> I didn't blinking see for 10 minutes. Exactly. My mistake. Uh, a lot of these Nazi groups were bussed in from out of town. And the Minutemen intimidated the bus drivers and made them leave the city. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I love this. this it's like, so great. This it's intimidation. It's so amazing. They would, yeah, they, they basically infiltrated the march. And when there would be the random acts of violence before it really exploded, it would be a Nazi guard catches a pipe to the back of the head oh, from a crowd. That. The cops come over. Nobody saw it. And this dude is fucking out of it because he got a lead pipe to the back of the brain. This feels like the shittiest stealth-based video game. You just, yeah. like, you throw a fucking bottle at the back of some guy's head and he, like, turns around and he's like, Hey, must have been nothing. wait a minute. And then, like, the meter just goes down and he's like, 
I'm fine now. And yeah. then there were like cops just wandering around. That's oh pretty much God. what it was. <laughs> it was a good it was a good time. <laughs> so they took out they basically took out the guards first and then began started a riot. The police immediately lost control and hundreds of Nazis got the shit kicked out of them. Then when they were running to not get the shit kicked out of them to where all the buses are, it's just an empty lot with 10 <laughs> Jewish people with pipes in it. With 10 bear Jews. Yeah, with 10 fucking bear Jews just there. And during the riot, during the beginning, Nat Arno actually ap- approached the ranking officer for the police and said, hey, we'll call off the riots, but we need a ban of all the Nazi meetings. <laughs> it's like, you know something's brewing here. And the cops said, I want to, but they're not technically doing anything illegal. Like, they're they're doing it all legally, and this system is fucked up, but... Yeah, if anything's technically illegal, it would be... Them beating the shit them, out of them. them. Literally just, like, constantly assaulting them. Though, I support it. Exactly. Yeah, I totally support this kind of as if rioting. Il- if, as if anything illegal was like, oh, no, I can't support that. Like, I... <laughs> Literally earlier, I was like, yeah, legalize that fucking dope, bro. Yeah, bruh. So they immediately, it was thousands of people rioted in the city. Damn. After all those people were beat up, the riots dispersed and targeted uh, cafes that were known to host Nazi rallies, any Nazi. kind of... Nazi. Nazi rallies. Nazi. Any kind of building that had any kind of Nazi affiliation was bricked through the window. Fuck yes. It was like, it was great. The result of this... Was It was now illegal to get any kind of meeting permit. Doesn't matter if you're a Nazi. Doesn't matter if you're a Minuteman. <laughs> nobody can get a permit until we figure this shit out. And Nat Arno, pretty much, that was a success for him. He yeah, got them. I was going to say. I mean, they're gangsters. They're going to meet without a permit. It's fine. Yeah, like, like, they're already doing something illegal. It's not really going to stop them. Yeah. They made what the Nazis doing now illegal. Yeah, they're like... Which hey, is so uh, you remember how you guys had your your little organized meetings? Not anymore, stupid, because of us. I love that. This I is love so it. wholesome. It was so it was such a great I feel like this turnout. is the most wholesome episode we've ever done. It this really is, so is great. I even cut out some of the stuff about the Crystal Noct, which is like the, the Night of Tears with the Jews. We'll get into that later though. Yeah, we'll do another episode on it. Well, yeah, oh definitely. So people a lot of people, mostly Nazis, argued that the Nazis' freedom was being threatened and Oh no. Were, Your oh, hate oh, speech what? is being threatened. Are you so sad? Fuck off. <laughs> there was a group of Nazi people who Nazi people, of Jewish people who thought that all of this rioting and causing issues for the Nazis would lead to more anti Semitism. It's like a proof of concept because I'm a Nazi and I hate Jews. And then I'm being targeted by Jews. They're animals. Like it's it's I'm gonna cut that. I'm gonna I'm gonna make a cut of that and that's gonna be what I promote from here on out. (laughs) Oh no. I didn't no. Fuck. You fucked up. I'm I'm done. (laughs) You finished. You're done in this industry, you son of a bitch. God damn it. I was done in this industry before we... I mean, no, we are big. Never mind. Yeah, we're super fucking famous, so feel important that we acknowledge you. <laughs> so the... This this became... This started kind of a weird... A weird time for this fighting because there weren't a lot of... A lot of rallies, but there was a lot of fighting still. Mm-hmm. In fact, the only known use of a gun was by the Nazis. Of course it fucking was. Nat yeah. Arno was walking down the street with his chaplain of the Minutemen, uh-huh. 
And they they stopped because some kids were on the road, or not on the road, they were on the sidewalk lighting off fireworks. And they're like, oh, we don't have YouTube or Pornhub. Like, oh, I'm going to watch these fireworks. fireworks. Amazing. So they turn, so the road is to their back, and they turn and watch. So the kids are technically in front of them, and the road is behind them, and a car pulls up uh. and shoots a 38 revolver, 38, 38 revolver, at them, it misses yeah. Nat Arno. It hits his chaplain in the leg, but it was towards kids. Jesus, and they Christ. spouted off some Nazi shit. They fucking they Martin Luther Kingdom almost. Yeah, they tried, but the the shit thing was, children were directly in the line of fire. Like, okay, yeah, but that's not what this is a huge a deal shit. in terms of th- <laughs> these are fights where people don't usually die. Now, nah, fuck kids. Who cares, dude? Guns are don't. Deal. Guns are everywhere, but they're not being used. Kids, kids die every day. It's yeah, that's fine. <laughs> Especially if they're poor. <laughs> poor kids with probably... Honestly, I bet that they weren't lighting off those fireworks on the 4th of July or the New Year. So, technically speaking, there were two people breaking the law. The kids? <laughs> I don't know if it was Nazis. a law at that point. <laughs> it was. I don't think anybody Because I said shit. so. Okay, yes. This you're is right. my history. <laughs> yes, this is history through D. <laughs> D's history. So, Arno, Nat Arno got a ton of recognition. He basically became a local hero at this at this point but the friends of new germany started to gather again despite the ban so the minutemen would do their best to respond in every way possible they would incite riots they would slash tires just cause issues the police started walking around and patrolling with fire hoses because again they're still in zwillman's pocket they can't just they can't just indiscriminately attack these people because zwillman has so much pull and blackmail and control on these cops so it's like, fuck, we gotta do, we gotta walk around with fire hoses and just hose them down. <laughs> Jesus Christ. This is just, this feels like the 1930s and 40s version of Gangs of New York. <laughs> like, I don't know what that is. It's a, it's a movie. but it, I figured it would be. It's between like, um, oh God, I haven't seen it in forever. But it's like between the Irish and, so the Irish Catholics and like, the Brooklyn mob, essentially, from what I've collected, from what I remember. Um, and almost the same shit. Like, the police were in one side's pockets, just riots and all this. Uh, it's it's just funny. Perfect. I love it. So they began to meet, and they were smart. The Nazis pulled a, pulled a smart one over Uh-oh. Nat Arner's eyes. He goes to throw a brick through the window. And it was made out of rubber. And the window shattered, but there was chicken wire in the window Ooh. so the smoke bombs and stink bombs bounced back on them oh no and nat arno was arrested sentenced to jail for 30 days the way he was arrested he was booking it down the street and one of the cops pulled out his gun shot high once he kept running shot high twice nat arno surrendered oh what a that is not a cool way to go i mean, I mean the it's third, an honest so way. back in the day you'd shoot high two times they didn't stop you shoot him in the back. Unless it's unless it's point it break, in which case you shoot high like ten times and you're just like ah, I've never seen that boom, Christmas boom, movie. Boom. I don't like Christmas movies. <laughs> Fuck, Fuck that's die hard. Never mind. Damn Stupid it. Asshole. Damn it. How dare you? I tried. Keanu I tried to Reeves be cool. Is a fucking legend. So, you know, he was arrested, which surprisingly, just thirty days. In fact, some of the Nazis after this, because his people stayed around, still beat the shit out of people, got more time <laughs> because they were breaking the ban on meeting. Ah. So this this kind of changed the the 
how the group operated because now that he had a record related to this group, if he went away again, it would be for a long time. Yeah, for like a hate crime, right? Am I wrong? Well, yeah, basically. It would be towards inciting a riots, type hate crimes, yeah. just whatever they could get him on. So they, I love this part. They transitioned into this like guerrilla warfare type thing. Hell yeah. Where people would report, there are people's journals that this author found where they were like, yeah, I own the bakery. I, I uh, lived in the apartment up top and two times out of the week, I'd look out my window and there'd be a group of three of the Minutemen beating the shit out of a Nazi just on the street. <laughs> they would go around in these little groups of five or less people and just raid places they knew Nazis were. A lot oh of times these God. cafes would only, like, after they were closed, they would open their doors to these Nazi groups, and they would bust in the windows and beat the shit out of them, drag them out on the street. I mean, I feel like the Nazis were dumb enough that, like, they weren't discreet about where they were setting up. They weren't it, very discreet. In my, in my mind, I'm imagining someone that's like, swasta bagels, and it's just some <laughs> asshole is like, he's just making swastika-shaped bagels, and these Minutemen come kosher in. Kosher bagels. Yeah, kosher bagels. Uh, these Minutemen come in, and they're like, you're making swastika bagels? And he's like, yeah, I'm a member of the Friends. And he, like, sticks his hand <laughs> out, and he's like, would you like to join? And they're like, we're Jewish. And he's like, ew, disgusting. And then they just hop the side and beat the yeah, shit out of him. Yeah, beat the shit out of him right there. That's how I like that all of this, this went down. I like that better. <laughs> just... The Nazis were the dumbest group of people in Nat, America. Yeah. Pretty much. Nat Arno basically, he, he came out and said that almost every single night they would have multiple groups running around just beating the shit out of known Nazis. Because they the police found that ledger with the known members yeah. written on it. And Zwilman owns the police. They knew who the Nazis were. And they weren't very subtle about it, too. It's, they didn't even have to hack the fucking police systems. They began these covert, co covert, covert groups where they would send in people to pretend to be Nazis, get invited to a meeting, <laughs> go into I somebody's garage and beat the shit out of them. One of the... I'll take two swasta bagels. Here you go. Wait a minute. Wait. Where's your friend's card? Right here. How do you have enough money to afford two <laughs> bagels? Are you Jewish? Oh, God. He's got us, boys. Get him. <laughs> and there was, there was one specific event. The closest one of the members got to losing their life, one of these dudes, he was one of the higher-up enforcers, got a line that there was a group of six Nazis, and they would hang out at night in the evening time at their friend's garage because they were all working on a car. Like a fucking summer movie. I don't know. <laughs> they were working on a car that had really efficient gas systems. <laughs> <laughs> they only weighed six tons. <laughs> only six times. So they were, they basically busted into this garage and this enforcer had a baseball bat with one nail in it. One like oh, six inch God. nail in the top. And he, he would basically use it just to intimidate people. Like mm -hmm. it wasn't usually, he wouldn't attack people with it for the most part, or he would turn the spike away because he knew he didn't want to get charged for murder. You don't want to get charged for murder. Yeah. Then it's a heart attack. It's natural. It's the way God intended <laughs> So they were going around and he was beating the shit out of people and he came around the front of the car swinging with the spike forward because he was going to hit the headlight out. And one of the Minutemen comes around the corner swinging his lead pipe and that bat with the spike connects with him and busts his skull open. Boom. Oh. Nail right in the skull. So he killed a Minuteman. Didn't die. Oh. They got in an ambulance 
got to the ER, and he fucking survived somehow with 1930s medicine. Oh my god. The, the nail didn't cause nail any damage to the brain, it just busted out the skull, so he had, you know, a traumatic brain injury. Yeah. But they were able to keep it bandaged, and they had the skull pieces, huh. and they just put everything back in, didn't get an infection, and he was back on the street in like four weeks. Oh my god. Beating the shit out of Nazis. That was Hell the closest. Yeah, he's like, just came. nobody hit me in my temple. Yeah. <laughs> nobody hit me right here. <laughs> it just he just has a circle with a, a slash through it that's like everyone's <laughs> like, okay. Okay. Other don't side. hit him there. No headshots on this guy unless you want to go to jail for murder. So this is where shit gets worse. Oh, okay. Alright. So there's good news. The friends of New Germany died. They all dissolved. There was a shitload of infighting. Uh, there was a ton of anti-Nazi news coverage because Wilman owned the newspapers. <laughs> and Hitler basically came out and banned membership to different Nazi parties. You could I mean, He came out yeah. and said, across the planet, you are not allowed to be in a Nazi party that isn't the Nazi party. Which makes sense because that's what they supported. Well, a lot of... The uh, idea, a lot of the reasoning why Hitler did this, as far as we know, as far as we've been able to figure out, is shit like this was happening where Nazi groups were being beat the shit out of. Yeah. And it was making his group look unpopular. It was making his group, his image, look not as good on the world stage. If it was just his group and as, what As if he it was, was peddling, really all that great, like... With the amount of propaganda at, at time, he was peddling, at the people time, thought it in was. In Germany, yeah. I'm... No, even even in the U.S. Really? Yeah, it was crazy. That's why all these groups formed. Because the, the propaganda machine was so... Uh, worked so sense, well. Yeah. I mean, I... That's why only the Japanese people got sent to internment camps. And not the German people. Uh, well, I mean, at the same time, can you really tell the difference between a exactly, German and... Exactly, there's also that. Like, Irishmen are... Well, those are... Irishmen is a bad example. Yeah, that There's is a bad shitty example. Shitty as that is for me to say. <laughs> But, but yeah, that makes sense. A lot of these groups kind of dissolved. A couple about a year passed, they're still, you know, cracking down on known Nazis. And 1936 comes around and a dude named Kuhn Kuhn he became the ruler of a larger Nazi group called the German American Bund. <laughs> what? Yeah, the German American Bund. Bund. Which I think is German for Bond, but I don't fucking know. I'm Kuhn, the leader of the German-American Bund. Fuck he, you. He was oh, like God. a straight-up German from Nazi Germany who just oh came over here God, I hate in him. a boat. And he created... His, his entire idea was he wanted to create a German government to rise from within the U.S. government. Like, to get enough people in this group... That they would all vote for the German candidates oh, who were also in the group. He wanted to take control from within. So like this was what, a uh, massive the Russians group. are doing in America right now, right? Similar, or like the Chinese are doing in Australia. <laughs> Jesus it's Christ. a thing. It's a thing. Oh, I haven't never. I haven't heard of that. Oh, we'll, I'll, we'll get I'll, into it. We'll off get mic, into I'll get into yeah. that. So it took. It like swept the nation. Everybody wanted to be a part in this. Every state just about had one of these German American Bund offices. Oh God! And Nat Arno caught wind of it. And immediately began to take action. At this point, by the time he catches wind, there's over 10,000 people in the group. Oh my god. This is a huge fucking group. Kuhn rallied, and he actually called out Arno specifically, and said that they would not be controlled by the Jewish militia. 
I, which actually gave a... I don't like that you're pounding your fist. I'm pulling a hit. And you have this oh, fucking God poster behind you. This feels like propaganda, Oh, AJ. no. I just realized I do have that poster up there. The best is at some point I'm going to get a picture of you in front of it, and then I'm going to take that sound bite and play it. Will you blur my face at least? <laughs> no. It's oh, just going to be fair. a single black bar over your eyes. <laughs> and over oh. your and two black X's on <laughs> your nipples. Just on my nipples. Just to really emphasize along, along the same lines. I love it. Oh, it's so... <laughs> I, uh, God, I gotta think about things before I... And nobody nobody listening is gonna have context. They're like, what the fuck poster does he have? And yeah, I'm not yeah. gonna tell them. It's... it's yeah, nope, let's not uh-uh. tell them. No, we'll, you're not we'll gonna tell We'll tease that out over yeah. the next couple episodes. You'll see when we it's finally not release our studio Nazi faces. propaganda. Oh, God. Our, when we release our faces, it's gonna be a selfie in front of this poster. <laughs> and it's still gonna have the black bar over our <laughs> Yep. <laughs> <laughs> All right, back to Nat Arno. Uh, Nat Arno could not risk an arrest at this point because of his earlier thing, so they had to really keep fly under the radar. Something that blew my mind learning about is that across the U.S., I have not seen Jojo Rabbit yet. We will. I was going to watch it tonight, but... No, wait for me. It's I got to work in the morning. You but need to watch it with me. Kuhn started a whole bunch of summer camps... Oh, across geez. the United States that God were that aggressively targeted kids. His idea was you target it was exactly what Adolf Hitler did. You target the younger generation, they grow up thinking that they'll this is raise their children yeah. and it continues from there. You can't teach an old dog new tricks. No matter how many old people you get in this group, there's still gonna be people who don't support it. Yeah. But if you recruit them as kids, Jesus. you're good. So there were over twenty camps across the United States alone. And they just wanted they were just aggressively indoctrinating these kids and a lot of people didn't support these camps but whenever nat arnold would send people into these camps on the like public days or like whenever the camps threw like open house type things they would scrub all the nazi propaganda and basically leave a picture of hitler next to an american flag oh my god that was all like the the symbolism that was in these camps because they knew people would be coming and scoping them out and Different groups, different regulatory groups and government groups kept wanting to, like, inspect them to make sure there wasn't this a ton of Nazi propaganda in there. <laughs> and, like, parent groups and things like that. And, it, and now it's just, like, a photo of Hitler is enough Nazi yeah. propaganda. <laughs> but they basically, Kuhn got sick of it and said, hey, if anybody else wants to come and inspect these camps, you're not going to get out of the camp alive. We're oh putting armed guards out. And he cited that it was just too expensive and it kept disrupting the camp like routine to have these inspections coming in all the time it's mostly because he didn't want to keep closing down all the propaganda like cleaning it up (laughs) so nat arno hearing that basically they're threatening to murder people Mm -hmm. kind of got got his shoe in that kind of allowed him to be a bit less restrained in his attacks yeah i was gonna say now that there's that on the table a little bit more because they're blatantly making threats. They had this huge rally going, like Indiana Jones level book burning rally. If you watch <laughs> Indiana Jones three, uh, Last Crusade, there we go. Like that that level of rally. Oh my! Because God. they have so many members. And Just you like stateside U.S. in the U.S. Good lord, man! Near Newark, New Jersey. So. They infiltrated this rally. The Minutemen would went in, and Nat Arno distracted some of the guards because everybody recognized him yeah. in this group. 
So he kind of distracted the guards while more people, more of his people went into this. It was, the way they framed it was kind of like an opera hall. Like with multiple tiered seating and a stage. Oh, okay. Like a huge, huge event. A fancy event. We're doing an event in Madison Square Garden. So while he's like trying to get in, distracting all these people, he has another group, so a third group now, going around to the cars and they pay the... What's the guy who valet? drives your car? The they valet. pay the valet to basically look the other way while they go in and they find Coons second in command, whose name I believe was Coons. No, it's not Coons <laughs> and Coons. Coons and Coon. Coon and Coons. So Coons was the second in command type thing. So they go in, they sabotage the car. The idea is they sabotage the car, the second in command drives down a couple blocks away, the car breaks down, they ambush him. Beat the shit out of him, make a statement. Yeah. Seems like a great, great plan. Seems like it'll work out all right. Nat Arno goes inside, sits down, and listens to the the speech or whatever is going on. Yeah, it was a speech. And when the when when it ends, Nat Arno comes out and he's ambushed by reporters saying, "Why didn't you do anything? Like you always go to these things to." And he goes, protest. "I joined." <laughs> and he he says, "No, no, we." This was basically his alibi. He said, "No, no, we didn't do anything because." Nothing of their speech was anti-Semitic. Mm-hmm. The only thing they to- they spoke about in this speech was how other Nazi groups delegitimized them and how the attacks by these Nazi militia groups, because the Minutemen wasn't the only one, yeah. turns out, and how these are creating roadblocks and are super unprofessional and all this BS. So he basically said, no, we didn't attack because they weren't outwardly anti-Semitic. Yeah. Kind of, and like you said, giving himself an alibi. He's saying, hey, look, I didn't send my Minuteman. Mm-hmm. Like, okay. And look, I'm right here. Yeah, I'm literally here. You can document this. With you. Dozens of people recording. Jesus. He's a smart dude. So You wouldn't, the, no offense to anyone that's a boxer, but you really wouldn't, you really like, wouldn't think expect so. that to come out of, like... You think about Floyd Mayweather, he can't even fucking read a book. (laughs) (laughs) These guys are back in the 40s. He probably got hit bare knuckled. I'm surprised he hasn't pulled a Chris Benoit yet. Oh, God. I swear (laughs) to God, you said yet, so I'm I'm waiting for it at the end. Oh, fuck, I didn't. He better murder his mom. So. He reunites with his mom and then he beats the shit out of her because he thinks she's a Nazi. Nah, he's still mostly living with his mother at this point, his parents. Damn it. I mean, Um, no. Okay, good. (laughs) Good, good. So somebody, the the valet, they think, squealed. So when uh, Kuntz went down to his car, he said, "Hey, this is gonna, this is gonna break down. I don't know what you want to do with it, but take you know, use this information. Do what you will with this." So so Kuntz went to Kuhn. <laughs> Kuntz uh, was able to escape by oh, no. sending a female Nazi fanatic to jump onto the hood of the Minutemen's follow car and go fucking batshit insane, screaming, you're not leaving here, you're not leaving here. Hands like nails into the windshield. Like crazy. A cop had to come over and pull her off with two ex-boxer mafia enforcers. Took three people to pull this crazy lady off. And at that point, they lost the car. They assumed that they went to some, to a body shop or, you know, a mechanic that was uh, that had Nazi sympathizers. Got the car fixed and never came back to Newark. Damn, dude, the Nazis should have just used women as their like fucking 
go-to guys. That lady's nuts. Oh yeah, she was she was crazy. I think they eventually um, eventually arrested her, but that one that plan was botched. But they had tons of other plans of a similar scale that ended up working. They would raid theaters and in the dark, similar to Inglorious Bastards, but not with guns. Hell yeah! Beat the shit out of people. And then bomb it. <laughs> they would ambush cars. Like, they'd have a car parked in the alleyway, T-bone them, oh. and either get them arrested or beat the shit out of them. Depend on how... <laughs> or both. <laughs> how accidental they can make it look. They can make it look like the Nazi hit them. They would try to get the Nazi arrested. Oh, my God. Dude. Like, tons of these different, different like, operations, and every single one pissed off Kuhn. Like, he, he would get the reports back, and he'd be like, nine, 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 nine. <laughs> My mic uh, maxed out. Sorry about that, audio listeners. Ear rape. We apologize yeah. for any uh, technical difficulties <laughs> you've experienced within your own eardrum. So at this point, Hitler took Vienna, and the membership for both the groups grew. Both the Minutemen and the German-American Bund. Bund. It exploded, and the battle for Newark, as it was referred to, heated up a lot. Oh, let's see. So... Gotta just look through my notes, make sure I'm at the right place. So, Nat Arno arrived to a speech with 40 Minutemen and 1,000 protesters. Oof. And they broke up the group immediately and burned all of the Hitler effigies in the building <laughs> and in, in the area. Fuck In yeah. the street. You burn books, we burn Hitler effigies. A group of Nazis actually attacked a child. Like an eight-year-old. Were they lighting and, fireworks? Because that was probably illegal that, at the time. No, no. He was actually walking home from school, and they carved swastikas into both of his forearms. Oh, my God. And they were going to carve it into their into his chest, but they were... they were Some cops came, I Jeez, believe. What yeah, kind cops of Stephen came. King bullshit yeah, is this? Yeah, exactly. It's like it. And they... God. The Nazis weren't charged, which is some complete bullshit. They were immediately released, and then they burned a swastika into a tree outside of this kid's home. Like, they would target Who people this like kid? this. Just some random kid. God. Like, it wasn't even like the kid of a cop. It was just yeah, a random, just a these random, random acts where Damn. they're like, that kid looks Jewish. Fuck him up. Let's burn him. Jesus. And But this, this attack on the child was the last straw for Nat Arno. I'm sure. Like, he is pissed at this point. So 1938, I got it scribbled in because I forgot to put it in first time. Uh, the Nazis organized a rally and Nat Arno created a coalition protest so he actually Ooh. worked with the protesters most of the time they're just in with the protesters yeah. protesters but he actually went to the protest groups and said hey this You're is fucked up now they fucked up this kid we're not gonna sit for this yeah there were thousands of protesters and hundreds of cops they called cops in from neighboring cities because they knew this would be a huge a huge issue oh god he had stashed weapons People were hiding weapons in their clothing. They were fucking ready. And the Nazis were just no longer welcome in any way. Yeah. Uh-oh. 11 p.m., one Nazi left the gathering hall. And that started it. That started the riot. Oh, the police tried to separate the groups and create these, like, cordon zones so the Nazis could leave without being assaulted. But that dude got, not gonna got work, the yeah. living shit beat out of him, like, to an inch of his life. Because the protesters and the men men said, cops, you're not going to hold us back. You can leave or we're going to beat the shit out of you too. So the cops got the shit beat out of them. <laughs> and a lot of the Nazis came out and then turned around and went back inside. It's like the uh, it's like the Simpsons gif 
Well, the grandpa walks in, takes his hat off, hangs it up, turns around, picks up his hat, puts it <laughs> and on, leaves. Exactly. <laughs> Goes back in. They completely overwhelm the cops. The Nazis were, like, barricading themselves in, barricading the windows and the doors while people were throwing stink bombs and bricks through the windows. So they're trapping themselves in with this, like, stink bomb, smoke oh bomb God. mix. And basically random attacks started to happen for miles around. There was, like, a six-mile radius on attacks Jesus. from this point, which was crazy. Like, this was a huge attack. It was, we're done with your shit. Let's... We got to do what we can. And then very soon after Kristallnacht happened, which was basically the night where the Nazis went full Hitler and just targeted the Jews, killed tons of people, oh, okay. shipped off over 30,000 people yeah. to the camps. Like, this is when it started in force. Yeah. And this, of course, pissed everybody off. But the, the Bund kind of didn't put rallies in Newark for about three months for some reason. I wonder why. Even though they had a ton of membership. Three months after this event, the the membership to the Bund peaked. 22,000 Nazis assembled. Oh my god. In a celebration of their peaking, of you know reaching new they membership hit, they levels. They hit their peak. They hit 22, their peak. 22,000 Nazis assembled. Crazy amount. There were 100,000 protesters Good. in the streets around this place. Fuck yes. And... All of the, you know, 2,000 Minutemen spread throughout. And it, was, it basically plays out like the other attacks. Bricks and rocks and stink bombs. People hiding in crowds, beating the shit out of people. Pipes and bats and knives. Yep. Police hosing down just everybody. <laughs> and ambulances just lining up, waiting to take people to God the hospital. Like, damn. It, it was, this was like the explosion. Bigger than the last. Where, you, you know, if you have over 100,000 people in a protest... Shit's real at yeah, that point. Seriously. My favorite thing is this story really just kind of peters out. <laughs> Three months later, Kuhn was arrested for grand larceny and forgery. <laughs> you know, between these three months, there were smaller fights, but nothing as big as that night. Yeah. But yeah, he was arrested. He, The camps were all found with evidence of espionage from Nazi Germany. So there were there were actual spies in these camps. Like sending communications, potentially creating weapons and bombs, and well, and assembling I feel information. Like, I feel like prior to this, it wasn't like they were like, okay, this is free speech, you can do this, this is fine. And then, like, like you said, Crystal knocked happened, and America was like, okay, wait <laughs> a moment, stepped over here. the line a little so bit. Now then. it's not just free speech. Now it's now you're now genocide. Is, yeah, genocide. And so I feel like that's probably why they started taking their larger stance on it. Like, because um, before it, I, I'm sure yeah. that they really didn't give a shit that there were like actual Nazis and actual German representatives in the United States running these organizations. Yeah, we were neutral. like, yeah, freedom, freedom, freedom. And then it's like, shit goes down. And it's like, man, mm. freedom's only going to get you so far in this, you fucking douchebag. Exactly. Exactly. This was the, the tipping point. And, yeah, he, Kuhn eventually fled to Germany, which, oh, I, I've got that later on. I'll talk about that in a second. And then the war broke out. Mm -hmm. We officially declared war, started rolling out to Germany, and Nat Arno began to focus on anti-war groups and Nazi sympathizers groups. They oh. would beat the shit out of those people now, not just the Nazis, but anybody yeah. who said... No, we're not going to go to war. We don't want to go to war. 
you get beat up by a Jew. Because at this point, Arno had an interesting perspective on this that most of the United States didn't. And that was, no, it's obvious these people are doing horrible genocidal acts against the Jews. Because I'm living in, you know, I've, I've been fighting them for years. I know their ideology yeah, more than the he, average he knows, American. Yeah, he, he knows, knows than anybody that else. shit is getting fucked up. He knew about the 30,000 people being shipped off to the concentration camps in during Kristallnacht. And most of the United States didn't. You gotta know your enemy. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, they targeted on these groups. And not even his group, but pretty much everybody started to target anti, uh, anti-Semitics. Yeah, that works. Um, and the Minutemen would then begin to protect pretty much any religious procession. Like, there, oh. were, there were certain times when, like, there was one specific event where a rabbi took out these ancient scrolls, and they were basically bringing them from one building to another one. And to do this, they had just an entire procession of an extremely respectful, like, congregation. People were showing their support. And then some Nazis showed up and tried throwing bottles at the oh fucking ancient scrolls. Which even if I'm not Jewish, but I dude. respect the fucking history yeah. of ancient fucking scrolls. Blows my because mind. Because there are spells so, on them. Yeah, all the Jew gold. Yeah, because it and spells, I'm magic. spells are always on scrolls. Yep. <laughs> Just derail everything. <laughs> yeah, so th- those people got the shit beat out of them. Good. Zwilman came to Nat Arno as the war effort was ramping up and came to him and as a mob boss does, says, Nat Arno, you are going to enlist in the military. Nat Arno said, did I mess up? Essentially, this isn't a direct quote, did I mess up? Are you sentencing me? Yeah. Basically saying, do I need to go to war and die? Or do I need to go to war and try to survive? Yeah. And he said, no, you need to just go to war because you've been fighting the Nazis for this long now you as a symbol are going to go to war. Yeah, now's the time to apply it. So he made this, it was a huge deal. Like he was covered by newspaper reporters, him going to sign up for the military. And they made this huge deal about it because he was a local hero at that point. Yeah. He was actually the second wave into Normandy. Oh, wow. And he survived. He got shot five times. Jesus. But by the time in that assault, the Nazis were so out of resources that they were wooden bullets. So he ended up surviving. Wooden bullets? They started That's using wooden bullets thing? because they re- they just didn't have metal. Oh they were melting down everything God. they could to make bullets. I mean, I guess it makes sense. But, but, yeah. Like, I had no idea. Wooden fucking bullets. Crazy. What the fuck? So he ended up surviving. Uh, he eventually returned to Newark, and he, he had spent, up to that point, 12 years fighting Nazism. 12 entire years of his life just to fighting Nazis. <laughs> That's longer it. than World War II. Jesus, like, man, that's some fucking dedication. I yeah. haven't spent 12 years doing anything. Yeah, exactly. Probably jerking off. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> wow. I knew you were thinking it. Of course I would. Why wouldn't I? Yeah, just, yeah, that's oh, it. That's a fair point, yeah. Yeah, it just makes sense. So he got arrested. He was doing some some uh, fundraising. He got caught basically doing the old insurance scam. Hell yeah. On his own, and... We got to do a Scams 2.0, and it's going to be about this. <laughs> Sneaky schemes. Sneaky schemes. So Zwilman basically got him out of jail and said, Hey, you're going to go to California. You're going to be a legitimate liquor salesman for the rest of your life. And this is the last favor that you will get from me. Cali boy. So he did. He basically, 
he flew over to California. He contacted his, his, uh, I would say high school sweetheart, but he left school at 16. So (laughs) his middle school, his middle school sweetheart who even at that point was still kind of into him, hadn't married yet. Um, it's actually kind of a, kind of a sweet story. He was like 13 or 14. It was when he started fighting and she was like nine or 10. Oh god! Just, just hear me out. I know, I know. It, like it wasn't, it's, it's it wasn't because uh, of the, the yeah. It's, like, it's the messed up nowadays. But he handled this in a perfectly respectable way. He basically, she was getting, she was gonna get the shit kicked out of her. He beat the shit out of the people who were doing it. <laughs> he said, "Hey, you seem like a, a swell gal. Here's this. It's like a piece of paper with his name, his current address, and said." Maybe in a couple of years we can get together. It, he wasn't actively trying to pursue anything with her when she was nine and he was 14. It was, <laughs> Ew, what a freak. you seem like you're really nice, so maybe when we become adults we can like hang out, Netflix, and chill. <laughs> and what was really interesting is she did reach out to him. Because uh, back in the day you could pretty much just put a name and a city onto a letter and they would find it. Oh, yeah. Well, so she, she eventually contacted him, sent a picture of her when they were in their early, when she was in her early 20s and said, hey, this is me me? calling you back and just kind of left it open to, if you're interested, I'm here, like we can date, let's see. And then she found out that he was Nat Arno, the Nazi, the Nazi fighter. Yeah. And And it worked. It worked for her. She was like, this is even better. Mm -hmm. And yeah, they, they flew out to California together. They ended up getting married. He became a family man. Uh-oh. Had a bunch of kids and hated his life forever. No, nah, he yeah. he. It was weird because he got the best deal out of this. He died at the age of sixty three, probably from the cigars and pollution and getting his shit kicked in a lot. Yeah, brain damage. Brain damage, and yeah, he died in nineteen seventy three. Oh, yeah. Wow, it's the uh, the history that nobody fucking talks about because it's so Well, because nobody wants to sit here and admit like, oh yeah, there were Nazi sympathizer groups in America. Nobody wants to- Widespread. Yeah, nobody wants to roll with that. Yeah, 22,000 of them easily. Jesus Christ. Yeah, so that's that's the Minutemen and Nat Arno. Ain't that a bitch. Probably the happiest story we've ever covered. Yeah, that's probably the most wholesome story we've had apart from- AJ and and I quote saying he is a Nazi sympathizer. God damn it! <laughs> I'm not gonna cut that out for you. You're gonna have to download it and cut that out. Yeah, I I mean I did drop Nazi Jesus on this one, so yeah, that's fair. But yeah, um, oh, like we said, we uh, this is super completely different direction. Sponsor. Oh yeah, hell yeah! Let me pull that shit up. Sponsorship. We are sponsored, and this episode is brought to you by... Oh, fuck off. <laughs> Pure VPN. It's not because we don't get paid unless people click the link and actually buy stuff. It's not the kind of sponsor where you get paid money and then you talk about it. Yeah, Just so true. you know. Link in the description. We haven't sold out yet. Yeah. Not... We're almost there. Yeah. We're, we're not yet. We will sell out, and we'll just talk about normal history things. It'll suck in a couple of years, but for oh, now, yeah. it's but still now, really cool. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, you know... Enjoy these episodes while they're still actually up. <laughs> I actually... Yeah. I actually thought about how to, like, explain what a VPN is because a ton of people don't yeah. know what it is. Myself included. Yeah. So, this is my... I just know Explain I'm like I'm five. 
VPN 4D. So if he can understand it, honestly, you so can anyone you. can understand. And this it is going to be the out. longest uh, sponsorship reading that we'll ever have, just because I want to explain what it is. Yeah. And if anybody listens to this, then now in the future you'll know what it is. So pure VPN. A VPN is how the internet works in a very basic way. Is you go on your computer and you go on to shady websites. And the traffic goes between that shady website server to your computer. And during the course of that data transmission, you get two people at least who are looking at you. You get your internet service provider who looks through everything because that's how you're getting the which internet. Is, which is like Xfinity or... Comcast. eighteen. I think... Uh, CenturyLink. Yeah, CenturyLink. Sorry, not Comcast. That's well, even dial-up. Like, like if you're on your phone, AOL, it's AT&T. T-Mobile. Like yeah. Like... That's your ISP. Yeah, exactly. That's your your internet service provider. And then, yeah, if you're on your phone, it's basically your carrier. Yeah. So that's the first person. Who's the second person? The government. The NSA is looking at fucking everything. Look into... I totally suggest you Google Project Dragnet. I think you would do a good job making that on a, on a show. It was basically a conspiracy Project theory Dragnet. before the internet. Okay, don't, get, don't okay, get too okay, into okay, it. Okay, okay, okay. Never mind. We'll <laughs> talk about it later. But... Just... Everybody this is everybody's wants. trailer for an upcoming episode, yeah, so I'd fuck you. I'd love to talk about yeah. it. <laughs> they have... And then, you know, a hacker. Any hacker could really look into hacker it. Man. Anybody who has access to the modem can look at it. Anybody who has access to the servers can look at it. A ton of people peeping on your uh, totally legitimate things that you're peeping Googling. peeping toms. Yeah. So what a VPN does is it basically routes your... From your computer through their server, then to the website. And then when it's in that server, or and when it's between your computer and the server and your that server and the website, it gets encrypted, it gets basically masked because it's going through that server. So it's, it's all encrypted, so essentially. So it's essentially like, um, and this is a very broken down, easy way of thinking of it. Basically, a VPN is like the incognito mode of your like search history yeah but like one that actually works yeah but but one that works it actually does stuff which is it'll actually yeah. stop the government and your isp from knowing what's what's going on because it honestly it's not really their fucking business yeah it really isn't with. and it, they can still see that data is being transmitted but they can't see what the data is okay so like if you want to one of the main reasons well there are two main reasons that a lot of people get a vpn one is they want to torrent movies and a lot of internet service providers will look at your your data, and if they realize you're torrenting movies or downloading things, they'll cut it. They will just cut your feed. Cut the feed. Cut, cut the, the feed. fucking feed. Or another thing, you can actually choose which server you connect you connect to. So you can look at the internet in the point of view of that your internet service provider and anybody who's looking at your data will think you are in Germany or Italy or huh. Europe or wherever. Wherever the service is. That explains is. why we have listeners throughout the world. I always knew that that guy was not in Norway. Yeah. He's, you he's fucking actually around liar. the corner. You fucking liar. He's using a VPN. <laughs> Bastard. But I actually, I think it's interesting to use that that feature. You can go to Netflix and then uh, change your location to like Japan. However. Sweet anime. From what I've heard, Netflix has a huge crackdown on VPNs. They have like a really hefty program that like blocks it because i did it i did a little trial of mm -hmm. another vpn i'm not gonna say don't it mention we don't fucking work with them um 
But I read that you shouldn't access those with a VPN unless you know that that VPN can bypass Netflix's sites. So this one be, can. Like, just oh, so you can? know. This okay, one can. Cool. Then this in that one case, bypasses that. we'll edit that shit out. Also, you should also be using the Tor browser, which is basically has a built-in VPN as well. It's just not as good as a dedicated one. But if you use both, then it gets around pretty much everything any website can do, which is super cool. So this VPN, it blocks that. Also, if you're on public Wi-Fi, any information that you enter is fully encrypted. It says on the website it's military-grade encryption. I don't really know what that is. Also, it blocks your IP address, obviously. It means that the military gets it and they encrypt it. You can take their word for it. Perfect. I swear. It, It blocks your IP, so if someone wants to SWAT you, they won't be able to. They'll send it to some poor, you know, German dude. God. Omega, what a great time. It's also based in a country that doesn't have to comply with uh, with American privacy laws, Ooh. which is great, meaning that it's also, it's no log. It's now, this is a big thing with this website that I was looking into. It's considered a no log VPN, which is super important. No log VPNs meaning means they don't, keep any information besides the basics a lot of times it's like when you logged into the server and when you stopped oh that's okay. all they that's gather okay. they don't keep where you went they don't keep who you are which ones you even connected to within their own service they don't keep anything they're certified by some external company that apparently deals with this stuff but i don't really i don't really know what those websites are <laughs> it's on here somewhere <laughs> they've got a 4.8 on trust pilot which if you know what trust pilot is good for you if you don't figure it also out good for you yeah it's you can have up to five people on one account five devices logged in at the same time i use a vpn on my phone it's just a little app it's super 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 simple this is one of the fastest vpn services ever apparently allegedly uh yeah their speed is actually pretty good from i was from the, some of the reviews so you click through the link you can buy it of course it costs don't trust a free VPN because that's really <laughs> fucking stupid. So you can buy it month to month. Like if you're not sure, you can just buy a month for like $11. I don't suggest you do that. I suggest you pay ahead like what I did. I actually bought three years of my current VPN because it was cheap. If you do the two-year plan, it's $2.88 per month, 74% off, which makes it 70 bucks. You're covered for two years. If you're not happy with it they've got a 31 day money back guarantee and it's just 70 bucks like i paid way more for mine and as soon as that subscription runs out i'm gonna switch over to this because this one actually performs better if you don't want to commit to the the whole 70 bucks you can pay 50 bucks for the one year plan and you know that's 63 percent off four dollars and eight cents per month definitely suggest you go check it out there are a lot of different things especially if you're into if you know what port forwarding is, which I don't think anybody who's listening to this does, fuck if I know. You can actually pay for port forwarding through this um, through a VPN. You can get a dedicated IP if you'd like. It also has internet kill switch, so if you lose connection to the server that you're routing through, it kills the internet right there. So there's no data leak, huh. which is something that you got to look out for. If let's say it switched and you lost connection. And you're, you know, looking at midget porn or whatever. I used a fucking VPN. You shouldn't know any of that. But if it disconnects, it leaks. God damn it. So this has a kill switch. 
They say they have a 24-7 technical support. They responded to me when I, you know, signing up for this and getting this opportunity. They answered all my questions great. They got over 2,000 servers. They got the ultra-fast speed, they say. And it's, yeah, it's away from, <laughs> it's called 5 and 14 Eyes. We'll get into that. It's a spy network. But basically, they're, they're based in Hong Kong, and they don't keep any data because the rules where they're at basically says, yeah, you can just dump everything. So they don't even keep it. They don't even have to dump it. Yeah, that's pure VPN. The longest ad read you'll ever hear from now yeah, on. It'll just be like yeah, we're quick We're never going to do that again, ever. Wow, I thought I did a good job. <laughs> no, you did great. Where's my phone? We're set. Fuck we're it. set like seven minutes. We're we're set, man. Oh yeah, seven minutes of ad. <laughs> All right. Well. Uh... Also, you can do split tunneling, which is where you can choose which data goes through the VPN and which just goes through your internet service provider. So you can set like a specific oh, website to only be encrypted. Huh. That's weird. I think that's interesting. I want to screw around on that. Yeah, no but, kidding. Yeah. And it does have dedicated IPs. A lot of times you run into, if you're using a VPN, you know, that server you're connected to, a lot of places will just use one IP for everybody going through that server. So if one person fucks up on a website and gets banned, everybody going through that server gets banned. Oh, but this has dedicated IP and rotating IPs, so you won't Helps get a ban. Oh, okay. That's not yeah. bad. Good so, shit. you know, Nat Arno, the boxing Jew of Newark. And then uh, part two of Pure VPN. Yeah, coming soon. <laughs> Pure VPN next week. Um, but yeah, check us out on Instagram at Points O Pressure. We are really, really fucking trying on Twitter. I actually retweeted a few things, <gasps> and I did tweet some O. Some OC. Thank you yeah, very much. Yeah, I saw. I'm going to be doing more on Instagram specifically. Yeah. I have the best post that's out, the highest rated post. Yeah, he's not like in my face about it either. So Definitely not. Um, but yeah, check us out on either, like I said, points O pressure. And as always, reach out if you have any show ideas, any feedback. We very much welcome it. Um, but yeah. You know what I just realized? But I swear Shit, to God, if you say... We didn't use... Our sound effects no, at all. We didn't, and you were so in no in depth with adding that fucking program. We'll see you next week. Yeah. <laughs> I love how it just cuts at the end; it doesn't even fade out. <laughs> all right, guys, you have a good. Uh, we'll, I, we'll talk to you next Monday. Fuck it. Yeah, I'll see you later, dudes.